Full of pomp and circumstance, signifying nothing. This episode, we're coming at it. I don't know. I was trying to, I was trying to help your segue, but the dog distracted me. That's right. We're a Riverdale recap <laughs> podcast, and today we are talking about Chapter Seventy Nine, Graduation, by Roberto Aguirre Sacasa, directed by Gabriel Coria. It's time. It's time for the graduation. It's after a, a so so long waiting. Uh, which I, I guess is something all graduating people can, can <laughs> sympathize with. So uh, this episode opens with a very traditional Jughead narration. Because he's quoting himself, as he has a few times. It's a story about a town and the people that live in it. And memories, <laughs> y'all! Memories! From these beginning moments, it feels like the show's finale. It feels like... Oh my god, it does! It just The conclusion of a 79-episode run. Good job. And I'm gonna just... Put it out there now. This would have been the most beautiful, wonderful show-ending episode mm -hmm. if they would have ended it at a certain point, about 10 minutes before it ended. Even if they ended it at the ending. Even there. There is a moment we are going to talk about where I'm like, <laughs> this. This is where you cut to black, show's over, mm -hmm. eyeball my eyes out. Yeah. It's great. And then at the end of season four, while we're, you know, playing pretend, let's pretend it came out when it was originally uh, uh, planned to, uh, then we'd have a very serious conversation whether we even continue this show for fear of spoiling that perfect ending. Perfect! So perfect! <laughs> but now we are getting well, well ahead of ourselves. Uh, Jughead isn't just quoting himself from the first episode, but he's running us through the entire show so far uh, uh, with shout-outs to the Black Hood. and uh, All the evil people that lived in this town of Pep. Yes, and all, all the way back to Jason's murder. Yes. And as we cut between the, these clips, there's VHS distortion because... Because we have to finish on, you know, adding Jelly Bean to the list, the auteur. Yes, and and we find Jughead at the kitchen table with all of her masks, all mm -hmm. the masks that her and her friends created. Very good quality paper mache. Like these kids could go into business; mm -hmm. they could sell these for like a hundred dollars each. And there clearly isn't an age limit on business ownership in this town. No. And Jughead is is blaming himself mm -hmm. for these events, and Betty is having to assure him that, that no... It's, it's not your fault that rich kids wanted you dead. It, it's fine. It happens to everybody. He blames himself for, like, getting her to move there and then leaving her multiple times. And mm -hmm. so, then, so then there's a fuller Jones-slash-Cooper family meeting. Yes. Alice is very, you know, like, maybe we should look into a psychologist. <laughs> She's even vetted one. She's tracked one down with good uh, references. And I would never, I would never trust a therapist that Alice Cooper picked no, for me. No, she sent her children to the Sisters of Quiet Mercy <laughs> many times. Both of them, separately. She knew what happened to the one and she did it again to the other yeah, one. uh-uh. Um... FP, though, he, he wants to take her to Ohio, to Toledo. She needs her mother and her father. Bum, bum, bum. That's right. He's breaking up the combined home, just like you said I he said would. I said this! I said this is how FP would leave! 
you predicted his exit perfectly. That he was not going to die. That he was going to go off to take care of Jelly Bean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought it might have been because they were running from the cops, but it's really just <laughs> so she can spend time with her mom. But yeah, I think that yeah. still counts. I mean, part of why Jughead blames himself is because she came to Riverdale, this nasty, nasty place full of bad influences, on his advice. And not only is Riverdale so bad, it's a place with none of her old friends that she knew in Ohio. Yeah. She made new bad friends who were addicted to to, uh, evil role-playing games. Yeah. But before they they get to running off uh, to Ohio, FP is like, okay, but Jellybean finally told me where all of her friends are hanging out, Mm -hmm. and we gotta get Archie to open up the gym, and we need to make a few stops on the way. They need to round up the Hot Dales. Hot Dads of Riverdale! (laughs) So where do they go first? They go visit our good buddy Keller Mm -hmm. and round up Sheriff Keller. And you know what? I didn't get that wrong because you know where they're going? They're going to go see Hiram and be like, hey, you got to make Keller sheriff right now, buddy. That's what you got to do. So you know what? Well, I've been slipping up about him being Sheriff Keller for years. It was not wrong. I was predicting the future. Thank you. All right. Good job. Thank you. Good job. I'm too. Two into this episode. <laughs> Feeling good about life. I like the the very, you know, muted, understated acknowledgement that Archie has taken his dad's place as one of the hot dads of Riverdale. Right? He's, he now fills Fred's role. It makes me wonder if Veronica's pregnant. Because what I love about it. Too. And you know what? Not for lack of trying, those two. <laughs> well, what I love is like they pick up... Keller. Mm-hmm. They don't grab Kevin. Kevin does not come with them. <laughs> no. So they pick up Archie, they pick up Keller, they go get Hiram. Mm-hmm. And then, yes, they all go to Archie's g- gym mm-hmm. where they find all these ruffians. They're, they're all sleeping rough under the boxing ring in a big pile. Archie, this is why you have to sweep up, okay? <laughs> if you leave crumbs, that's why they're there. All I can think is, are they sometimes there when the boxing is happening? <laughs> Is is this like you know the uh, toy the latest last Toy Story movie when they're like under the the ride mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're all like oh no we're gonna die is that what the children are like under the boxing ring when there's like blood pooling through the floor and like <laughs> bodies plomping down and also confused about how you just like pick winners. I'm, I'm pretty sure the kids understand boxing very well if they live inside a boxing ring. I don't know. Man, they have seen so much sex. <laughs> and, like, people get shot and stuff. Hey, it's not the music room, at least. Now, the the, <laughs> the six-year-olds that live in the music room, those kids are fucked up. They're, they live in, the, like, the um, tuba case. Mm-hmm. They just curl up in their little tuba hole. And, and so this begins one of the, the themes that the, the show presents, which is how dangerous Riverdale is for kids. The events of Riverdale will warp your children and and uh, severely injure th- them psychically for life. Please give us more Teen Choice Awards. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Go join Jughead and Betty who are cuddling mm-hmm. and having this whole conversation about how all the children are getting messed up. Like, yes. we are so worried about ourselves surviving murderers, we didn't think about the children. The next generation, they say. <laughs> yes. Um, and you'll... You know, we're we're going to get out and, like, survive graduation, but will they? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, no. The children's. 
we only got messed up by high school, but they're getting messed up in middle school. That's way more messed up. Uh, so meanwhile, next door, uh, Archie is having a dream. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get a dream sequence you were very confused by. Yes. Because it is Archie, Betty, Jughead, and Veronica in graduation gowns with Mary and Fred. And Fred's taking a picture. And you're yes. like, is that a body double? I believe that is from an earlier episode. I think it's the one where it was like graduation and then like the wedding. Oh, so it's it's one of Fred's coma dreams. Yes. Now Archie is having a dream using the same footage. I'm pretty sure it's the coma dream. Okay. We should probably actually look that up. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure because I feel like I remember him like saying stuff about how like he didn't think he'd get to see this. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. same line is there. And I feel like that was like... All of his coma dreams were like, I didn't think I'd live for yeah, this moment. That makes sense. Because it's like, definitely Fred Perry. And it's not... Fred Perry? <laughs> it's when Fred Andrews and Luke Perry fuse because he's so in character. <laughs> yeah. Fred Perry. Fred Perry. It's both of those people. But it is, it is very much him and not like yeah. CGI or a body double or... Yeah, there, there's no way they did any uh, uh, CGI face casting, like, Rogue One style on this show's budget. No. They have to spend all that on 1950s cars. Yes. Um, so I'm pretty sure that's what we are getting. And, and Archie, you know, has this this dream. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's definitely fucking with him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the next morning he gets a little pep talk from Mary as she's ironing his graduation gown. And I'm like, don't <laughs> iron it. That's synthetic. Probably not great. You can steam it, I guess, but you don't want to apply direct heat. No, that's going to melt. <laughs> um, unless they like got the all cotton, like nice ones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it is a graduating class of nine. So so they can go in for that. It's yeah, fine. It, yeah. it, uh, and so we kind of continue on this, uh, this look at like everyone, mm-hmm. like each character we visit and have a little like flashbacky moment. So Again, we can... really driving the feel that it's the show yes! finale. And it's like, it just really hooks you because mm-hmm. you're, it reminds you how much like you love this. And each character is looking back on their journey from a tumultuous sophomore year yes. <laughs> to now. Um, and so we, we go to Cheryl, who is, you know, sitting um, in her room and looking at a picture of her and Jason. And she mm-hmm. gets a flashback to the formal where she's like, you know, this is for JJ. And then she pins her, her spider brooch on, which we yes. haven't seen in a very long time, I the feel like. The spider brooch that she tried to bequeath to Hobo. Yes. Um, and then at the lodges... Um, uh, Veronica is gifted a new set of pearls, mm-hmm. um, which at first she is like very emotionally like happy about. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as she like puts them on, she she thinks back to how uh, she still sees pearls from Daddy as chains from Daddy. Yes, and just like takes them off and mm-hmm. is like, no, mm-hmm. I can't wear these. She made a decision. Good God, she did it. <laughs> She's like, no, no, daddy, no. It Lord didn't... in heaven, she did it. <laughs> For two episodes in a two row. Two episodes in a row, she's sticking it. with it. And then we go to uh, Betty and Alice, where um, Alice is having a breakdown, basically, yeah. about how you know she was already picturing Thanksgiving and Christmas and everyone being there. You know, FP, Jellybean, Betty, Jughead, Charles, Polly the twins. Where the fuck Where are they? Polly the twins, but it's been so long. But yeah, she she has the twins this... are like five now. 
She has this huge family, but all of them are gone now. They're in Ohio or prison, or and a few Iowa. are dead. Yes. And so it's just Betty reassuring Alice that she's going to come home for Thanksgiving. She'll be home for Christmas. She'll be there for her. And I'm like, girl, don't make those promises. Look, last time somebody wasn't there for mom, she joined a cult and maybe became an FBI informant. Not sure where the line was on that. <laughs> but in any case, it's fine. The train to Riverdale is magic. She can be home for Yale in 15 minutes flat. This is true. This is true. So then Archie is walking into the school. And he, Mr. Weatherby's a dickhead because he's allowed <laughs> an army recruitment table mm -hmm. to appear in the school. Yes. You know, Fuck that, Weatherby. You know why? Funding. <gasps> they gotta pay for these all-cotton graduation gowns one way or another. So let's just recruit children to go die. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Let's not actually give them any life choices. <laughs> so our Archie, of course, is going to school not knowing whether he's going to graduate or not. Yes. His mom in that earlier scene was all like, "You come on, keep hope alive. And he's all like... Why? But I'm just thinking, shouldn't this be a known quantity? It's the very final day of classes. What is left to count? Yeah, like, they should have told you by now. Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. they would know by now. Because they're not going to pay for extra things. They're bringing the fucking army in <laughs> for funding. They're not going to pay for an extra person's shit. <sighs> Last day of school, what are we doing? Uh, we are opening a time capsule. Yes. Uh, a time capsule from 1945. 1945 was apparently the first graduating class of Riverdale High. Uh, and, and they planted a, a time capsule, and now we're opening it on the 75th anniversary for you, the class of 2020. Yes. So we have Cheryl and Tony with their, their white gloves, like you do for antiques. Mm -hmm. Although at the same time, the town of Riverdale is only 72 years old. So how does that work? It, it might have had a different name. I guess. Or it's... The, the... I mean, I guess, like, it got incorporated. Exactly, it was some townships. Exactly. There was a community that called itself Riverdale, but it wasn't an incorporated city yeah. until a few years after the, the high school started graduating kids. What is in the time capsule? We have uh, an issue of the Riverdale Register. Mm -hmm. We have an issue of the Blue and Gold. They really hit the ground running on uh, getting a newspaper. Uh, a Pops Menu. Where burgers cost 15 cents. Uh, a baseball card of Lil' Ambrose. Ambrose the Rocket Pips. Ambrose Pips, uh, uh, better known as Little Ambrose, was a character from the Little Archie comics. Mm -hmm. We are running out of Little Archie original characters that are both human and not represented in Riverdale. <laughs> There's like two left. I want to like see a close-up of that card to know like, does he have the big hat? <laughs> Does he have the big nose? Does he have the big nose? I have questions. <laughs> um, there's also a Red Circle comic. <laughs> uh, Which uh, Cheryl is is completely dismissive of. She does not care about this these childish things. Because, of course, Cheryl and Tony, as your class presidents, are, are opening and with their white gloves displaying yes. these, these items. Uh, and there's also an old photo of four seniors who are going off to war. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, taking just days before they were. Yep, they, they graduated and then signed up to not fight in Europe. Yeah. Uh, Germany surrendered uh, on May 7th. 
depending on how long, you know, training to, to shipping out was in 1945, they might have made it to the Pacific before the August surrender of Japan, but I really well, doubt it. And so the the newspaper issue that mm-hmm. is in there is June 12th, 1945. Okay, okay. So they could not have buried this time capsule before June 12th. Right. So they definitely, definitely did not fight in World War II. <laughs> they signed up after uh, the victory in Europe and and too close to the victory in the Pacific to actually serve in wartime. They may have served in the occupation. Yeah. Yeah. At least one of them may have gone long term enough to serve in Korea. I don't know. Mm. But it's implied they went to fight the Germans and they definitely did not do that. <laughs> they did not. Over in the student lounge, mm-hmm. uh, everyone's there. The four, Kevin, Fang, Sweet Pea, yeah. Reggie. They're saying goodbye to the student lounge. Like, this is the last time we're going to be here, guys. And then, like, everyone else is like, no, we'll come back for homecoming <laughs> and, like, the reunion. And I'm like, no, you won't, fuckers. Kevin totally knows it. <laughs> Kevin is Listen realistic Kevin. about life right this now. Th- who in the world goes back to their high school for homecoming if they don't still live in that town? Some people probably do, but they had really <laughs> strange connections to their high school. Like, I can see it if if some of them work for Riverdale High in the future, which as far as, you know, Archie series that take place after high school go is pretty common. A lot of them have Betty as a school teacher. Yeah. I mean, okay, I didn't go to a high school, but, like, I wouldn't want to. Also, a, a lot of your close friends who did go to a high school, their high school doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't have the options. They don't have the options. It got shut down, several of them. So, uh, as they're all there, suddenly Betty and Veronica come in, and they are carrying the yearbooks. The yearbooks! The yearbooks that Mr. Honey banned but he's not there anymore so they were able to rush print some yearbooks which is why the army's there is because they have to cover the costs yeah 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 um and so there's a a spread on jason that really Mm -hmm. touches cheryl there's a page on the serpents one on the pretty poisons of course the bulldogs the bulldogs there's a page musicals but as kevin's trying to point this out he is cut off By the announcement. Even the show is, knows what they're doing to us. At this point, they're just fucking with us about Kevin. They're like, you guys don't get to hear him talk. Like, this this really is the difference of a Roberto episode. It's, it's the thing that he is better at than any of the other credited writers in putting in little moments for every character. Yeah. I will say Reggie, Sweet Pete, Fangs, their moments are all actor-driven and not script-driven. Yes, but they're so good. But yeah, the, the, they're <laughs> such good little moments. I have notes about some of these moments. Those three actors are very good at snatching the, those bits of, of camera yeah. focus on their I, own. I wish they all, the three of them would have gotten more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I I do love some of the little moments they did get. Right, and and it's not impossible. Like like look back to when Jughead was still dead, and how much uh, mileage Reggie got out of like what two lines? Yeah, he was brilliant in that episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Kevin is cut off. He looks <laughs> fucking annoyed about it, which I yes. love. Um, and it is uh the office calling uh Jughead and Archie to the principal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 
they they both have to find out if they're graduating. Yeah, I forgot that this was still up in the air for Jughead because of the time he spent as a dead man. Because <laughs> he missed that much school. Yeah. the As Jughead says, the dead teens are walking and they are heading there to find out their fate. Uh, and Jughead rushes out of the office. He is graduating. Big hugs all around. So exciting. And it's- now it's Archie's turn. He is not graduating. <laughs> it's not even summer school. It's you must repeat your senior year. I guess Hiram's child-punching prison didn't really have robust learning opportunities available. Uh, but Mr. Weatherby is going to let him walk with his mm-hmm. friends. Um, he, he can still have that moment. And he would like him to record the graduation song for them. <laughs> for, you know, graduation. That's tomorrow. <laughs> Not a lot of turnaround time, but you can do it, buddy. <laughs> also, uh, would you mind doing this just for exposure? I think it could really help your, your career along to play for the same people who've been at every other show you've done. Yeah, yeah. That, that'd be great. That's what you need. Uh, so Archie comes out and he totally fucking lies to Jughead. He tells yes. him, yep, summer school, but I get to walk with you guys. It's all fine. But it, it's this cheerful, like, lifting moment as school ends and everybody rushes out and, and we see the the, well, the banners uh, uh, congratulating the graduates. Well, well, and even before that, there's such a great moment of um, them, like, watching the clock tick down. Yes, they're, yes. They're, like, in the classroom and it's just, like, the slow tick, a second by second, and mm-hmm. they're just waiting. Very high school musical, frankly. Yes. Uh, and, like, you know, it's it's... This is one of those times where it is nice because you get a shot of, like, everyone. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. Those little moments of, like, Fangs is bouncing and so-and-so yes. is, like, fingers are tapping and someone else is just, like, giddy and someone else is sad. Fangs' little bounce did make me actually laugh out loud. Yeah. He's very good, Drew Ray um, Tanner. And so then, like... The- Series regular, season five regular, Drew Ray Tanner. There we go. And then the bell rings... There's lots of hugging. Mm-hmm. They're smooching. Reggie's just hugging everyone. Yeah, he yeah. and Sweet Pea are apparently buddies. It is one of those moments <laughs> that I was talking about. They of like, came a long way, those yes. two. They've tried to actually legitimately murder each other several times. Yes. But this is one of those scenes that I was talking about where, like, there's such great things happening in it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I love it. And just little great character moments. And, and even like Archie and Reggie hugging. Yes. They, they're buddies. Which draws Archie away from having to pretend to be still romantic with yeah. Veronica in front of everybody. So so Reggie with the save. Good job, bro. Uh, but, but the score in this whole segment, like, I usually don't notice the music much except for really egregious licensed music yeah. obviously They're- the music in this episode is uh, strong yeah but but they they use the recurring like plucky string motif that is like the opening credits and the closing credits have mm. different versions of it but it's never sounded more like triumphant and and frankly happy than in this uh, uh schools out we're free uh, uh sequence it's yes. very good um, and so, yes, yeah, they like all leave the classroom and the banners and everything that you talked about. Everyone like goes in one direction, but Archie heads to the table that is displaying the artifacts. And I'm like, you were opening that shit with gloves and you just left it on a table <laughs> in the middle of a high school hallway now, where idiots are going to touch it. Oh, look, Archie's touching it. With his grubby little hand oil hands. Ew. Thing is 75 years old. <laughs> it's what the fuck you doing? 
It has been in a dirt hole the whole time. So how preserved can it be? Um, but he he looks at he picks up the picture of the mm-hmm. soldiers, and we we see on the back the names. They, they are Carl Callahan, Walt Wildcat Wright, Abe Ackerman, and Gordy Green, uh, with a little inscription, you know, taken days before uh, enlisting or days before being shipped out. We Googled a lot to try to figure out who the fuck those people are. As far as we can tell, uh, uh, in a short short amount of research, these are not uh, uh, show creatives. They, they are not people from Archie history, either on the page or in the offices. Uh, they, they all have your classic comic book alliterative names. Thanks, Stan Lee, for that tradition. But uh, they seem entirely made up, as far as I know. If anyone knows out there, let us know, because I haven't figured it out yet. This is like the greatest mystery of my (laughs) life now. I'm going to keep working on this one. So back at the Cooper household. Yes. uh, Jughead and Jellybean are doing a puzzle. Betty's working on her valedictorian speech, and she hasn't written a word. Not a damned word. And next door, Veronica is visiting Archie to drop off all his shit. Yeah, she has more stuff of his from her, in her room than I think Archie has in his own room. Yes. Because he needs to keep space for traveling boxers, I guess. So he's like, hey, or you know, she's like, hey, I ha- have your stuff, but um, it's not the only reason I stopped by. Like, I want to spend the night with you. I know we broke up a few weeks ago, but let's fuck. And he's like. Yeah, and so she just, like, drops the box outside the door, (laughs) they start making out, and they leave the shit outside. This is the Varchie story. Like, no matter what's going on, even not being a couple anymore, they will have sex for no reason. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, let's do it. I'm just surprised neither of them are bleeding right now. (laughs) The amount of times that they did sex while he was bleeding? (laughs) Open wounds? His face pummeled in. Like, no, let's get it on. I just hope it doesn't rain while, like, his Letterman jacket, his spare Letterman jacket is out on the porch. (laughs) He's a multi-sport guy. Yeah. You you got uh, football for the epic highs and lows, sure, but baseball keeps you sharp. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the next morning, they uh, have some naked cuddles. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she, you know... uh, questions him about kind of the photo she saw him looking yeah, at it. like hey what's up with that like what's going on with you and he's like i just can't think stop thinking about it how you know their classmates were going off to college or, or starting you know joint taking over the family business and they were going to war and i'm like oh my god you're taking is- over the family business you're in one of these categories archie and also as discussed they were not going off to war at least very very little of it <laughs> Apparently, Riverdale did not give a very good education about the timeline of things. <laughs> two months. Two months left in the Pacific War. They were, at at the most, going off to occupation. Veronica's like, you're not, you don't have crazy ideas, right? Like, what are you up to, bud? Mm-hmm, and he's mm-hmm. like, no, no, just summer school. I'm just going to summer school. It's nothing. Just worried about that. Yeah. It's fine. Jughead is with FP next mm-hmm, door. Because mm-hmm. remember, everything's next door. Uh, and he's like, you know, so after graduation, I thought I would go to Toledo with you guys. Yeah. See mom, spend time with you all. And FP's like, no boy, you're going to college. (laughs) No. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Immediately you go to college. Go college. 
Uh, and this is what I noticed, actually, um, that they were all wearing, like, their summer fashions. Yeah. Because Jughead had his uh, sus- his summer suspenders mm-hmm. with his short sleeve button-up shirt. <laughs> and then I started catching on to everyone else's summer outfits. Yes, yes. Later we see him in his yellow plaid uh, uh, jacket that looks like uh, the packaging for, for gift wrap tape. Is gift wrap the purple one? Which scotch tape is the yellow one? Is that the two-sided tape? I think it's the scotch two-sided tape that's the I yellow one. I think that's the two-sided tape that's the yellow one. And the... <laughs> Um, well, no, like, Veronica, like, is, like, shorts and, and just, like, different little subtle yes, things. Yes. That I, I was like, oh, we've pulled out the summer wardrobes because it's the end of the school year. Which basically means all the girls are as leggy as Cheryl is year-round. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Um, and there's less coats. There's yes. just less coats. It's it's graduation uh, over at the school Tony is giving her Nana a tour, mm-hmm. showing off her locker. What I love is that Fangs and Sweet Pea are, like, close by with her because, yeah. like... Serpents. Oh. Yeah, like, yeah. Nana knows them. Like, this is what Donna... <laughs> I was like, oh, she would know them from Southside High and all of that. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. actually, like, really adorable. Yes. Nana is there for the boys, too. Are they going to say anything about it? No. <laughs> Uh, and Cheryl, like, comes around the corner and, like, is ready to, like, walk up to Tony. But then she overhears how, like, proud Nana Topez is of mm-hmm. her. And she's like, no, gonna I, turn around. I'm probably not welcome here. Not not gonna accidentally cause a scene, which is huge for her. Uh, Cheryl did get her um, red gown yes. with a giant bow. <laughs> She had her graduation gown uh, uh, imported from, from a couture house. Yes. And then uh, we get another, like, uh, kind of montage of every character with their family. Yes. Um, Everybody is hanging out with their parents. And then we see Archie kind of sad, wearing his one bow tie, the same bow tie he wore to prom. I love that he owns one bow tie. Yes. I love this about him. Um, And Mary's there. But yeah, she she like, steps in to like burst his bubble and be like, yeah, I'm, he's still here all the same. Like, we're, we're on a wavelength. I got yeah. you, kid. Um, You're not the only one here with a dead dad. Look at Cheryl. <laughs> Sweet Pea and Fangs don't even have parents. <laughs> they have they a have, nana. They have an adopted nana because no one gives a shit about they them. They have a timeshare with Nana Topaz. <laughs> Except Fangs does have Sheriff Keller. That's um, right. He, That's right. I do like that uh, Sheriff Keller insists on a selfie yeah. with Kevin and Fangs. And it's very cute. <laughs> Very cute. Yes, He's yes. like, let's, okay, let's do this. I'm going to put it on my Instagram. Keller family bonding. What have we been begging for every week? Every week. These are the crumbs that Archie needs to sweep up because that's how you get kids <laughs> infesting your place. And so uh, then it's time for the graduation ceremony. Yes. Uh, and Betty comes out to do her, her valedictorian speech. Everybody knows it, but nobody's going to say it, that Dilton would have been valedictorian if he weren't murdered. <laughs> And so her speech is a lot about how people couldn't be there mm-hmm. with them, either because they're dead yes. or because they were murderers, basically. <laughs> so many of us are either dead or in jail. And it's very sad that we couldn't all be here today. <laughs> um, and then she does go into uh, her speech about the next generation yes. and how they don't know Riverdale is the sleepy town of pep 
They know it as which a place is a of real terror. contradiction of terms if you think about it. This is the this is the place of quaaludes and speed, <laughs> steeped in violence. <laughs> Why are they trusting Betty Cooper to give a big public speech? Last time it happened, she activated her dad's kill code. <laughs> So much heinous violence happened because she gave a speech one time. Yes, it's very true. Uh, and so uh, she she tells those little youngins to, you know, stay young, stay innocent. And I was like, oh, my God, they've already all, like, been faking murders. Like, I don't think <laughs> you can save them yeah, at this yeah, point. Like, at that point in the speech, FP looks over and, like, pats Jellybean on the shoulder. Like, yeah, I think she knows Betty's talking about her. They live together. <laughs> and she's already screwed. <laughs> um, and so then we do a little flashback uh, to Archie uh, recording the graduation song. Yes. Which is Time of Your Life. Uh, excuse which... me, it's called Good Riddance. Well, yes. Good riddance. <laughs> AKA time of your life. We all know. We all know. The the definitive graduation song. This this was on my list of songs they will do. Mm-hmm. I had my list of what graduation songs are always done. Mm-hmm. This was one of them. I, I think it's a song you did you didn't mention it by name in the prime episode, but I think it's one you were trying to describe as that other one they always do. I think so. I think I was like <laughs> blanking, but like it was totally what I was I was like, ah! I screamed. I hit you. It was very exciting. Anyway, Archie, this is why you're not graduating. Plagiarism is a serious offense, okay? Uh, and so he he plays and is obviously supposed to be recording it while we get a montage of everyone walking across the stage. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is an episode that has, be, because it doesn't have to deal with mysteries and intrigues and be, because of the regular... Uh, Riverdale season structure. Mm-hmm. It just gets to be invested in the characters and it yeah. does it so well. Everyone gets their little moment mm-hmm. and it's so good. And it's another one of those things of like, you know, when Jughead's up there and then they cut to like the family and FP's just so proud. So swelling with pride. And and just the way Kevin sticks out his chin and, and gives Weatherby a square handshake. Yes. Compared to Reggie's big fist pump as all of his friends in the front row just like do the Arsenio Hall whoop for him. Or another <laughs> moment, Fangs and Sweet Pea, because they don't have family there. They're there for each other, giving each other like bro hugs as they walk <laughs> off the stage yeah they walk side by side motherfucker um and it's just like so good mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so good everyone gets their little moment and then it's archie's turn to walk and pick up his blank uh uh diploma hey. his, his empty folder so here's the thing everyone gets an empty folder they don't give you the diploma until like six weeks later after they make sure they've collected all their fees from you. They do in Riverdale when it's stuck in a time hole and you can print off all the diplomas in 30 seconds no, no, in the no, office no. printer. No, no, no. I prefer to think that Archie is just clueless about this fact. <laughs> he thinks he's being singled out and I'm like, no, none of them have their diplomas either. They're going to mail it to you later. We do see kids taking pictures with the diplomas, though. Fake ones. Fake They're ones. fake ones. It's, it's placeholders. You will get your diploma later. <laughs> but as Archie looks out at the crowd, he sees not werewolves this time. That's, oh my god, I made a note about that! I made a note! I said, not in werewolves! 
The werewolves have been hunted and killed by the noble soldier sons of the Riverdale Corps. He's being haunted by World War II ghosts. By Japanese occupation ghosts, excuse me. And they, like, stand and cheer him on and then and leave. And then they leave. <laughs> yeah, they're about, there's probably going to be, like, a benediction. If there's a prayer while we're haunting this place, it's going to get messy. We got to go. I'm so glad you remembered the werewolf mask. How could I ever forget the werewolf? Because I was like, the last time we were here, in a moment like this, things looked very different. Uh, and so then we get to, you know, move on, like, to, we're taking photos on the stage, we're throwing mm-hmm. hats, graduation. All nine graduating seniors. <laughs> the thing is, is there's really, like, 60 other kids, it's just... They've been sidelined so much. It's like, no, no, this is our time for pictures. Off the stage. Like, I've always assumed that the graduating class of Riverdale High is bigger than what we see. We just don't tell stories about those kids. But the the way that graduation is filmed makes me think, no, no. When we see them in the one class they have homeroom, that's the entire student body. That's all they've that's... got. How do they fill a football team? Those are half girls. Ethel's one of the bulldogs and nobody talks about this. They just have a lot of freshmen. How do they have two football teams? How many more people are dying that we don't see die? Because there definitely was a larger school before. <laughs> that's why Betty talked about how there's a lot of people that couldn't be there today. Damn, a lot of people that couldn't be there. Uh, there there was recently um, a lot of hit and runs. Mm-hmm. A lot of ice on the ground and people slipped and never got back up. How many people did Charles kill last week? God damn. It was a lot. It was a lot. So then uh, out in the parking lot, Cheryl's like walking to her car. Do, 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 do. Um, Gotta talk to Nana. Tell her about my day. And Penelope comes out of the bushes. She just emerges. She reminds me of that raccoon we saw in Boston. <laughs> that just like slowly sunk out of a bush, saw us, and then slowly just backed up exact like foot placement where their feet were. And we're just like, you never saw me. But yeah, this is the first time that uh, uh, Penelope Blossom has seen the sun <laughs> in roughly 18 months living like a rat in the walls. <laughs> Uh, and so, uh, she didn't want to miss her only child graduating, so she snuck in at the end, mm-hmm. uh, and she's made a decision. She is going to turn herself over to the authorities. She's already spoken to Hiram, who's going to take good care of her in his, her, in his private prisons. Yeah. It's fine. Remember when they were in a criminal conspiracy to take over the whole town with Sheriff Mineta and some other folks? So this is like all fine and dandy and okay. So, so like they're they're friends. They go way back. They they were in the the gargoyle king business together. And she's like, I might be out of you know prison in time to see you graduate from college. And this is when Cheryl's like, Well, I don't know about that, Mumsy. What do you mean, <laughs> nightmare child? Nightmare child. What do you mean? <laughs> My nightmare child. <laughs> okay, I love this line. So I'm glad this scene exists. But I think this sucks for Penelope as a character. <laughs> Like, deciding one day, oh, right, I was evil, and that's bad. I should stop doing that. Seems so, so out of place so for her. here's the thing, though. That's not what this is. This is, she's already talked to Hiram mm-hmm. about his private prison. She's gonna be put up, like, somewhere nice. Okay. Pampered. Okay. Like, 
This is not her turning herself in. This is some, like, fucked up shit she has planned with Hiram. So you think she's becoming the next Warden Norton, just technically living on the other side of the bars? Fuck yes. I mean, Hiram was running the jail as an inmate for a few weeks. Yeah. yeah. So sh- she's taking over. She's okay. going to okay. be that person. She doesn't want to be stuck with Nana Blossom for four <laughs> years. That's what's happening. It's less repentance and more a new job opportunity. Because with Cheryl gone to college, the the Maple Club is uh, going to fold. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now I get it. Okay. If she's lying about her motives, I I will accept the scene. Yeah, she's totally lying about her motives. I don't trust it. As soon as she said she talked to Hiram, I was like, fuck you. What'd you do? (laughs) I'm gonna go, like, eat people? Be Like, what the fuck? And so uh, then we also go... uh, FP needs to get on the road with Jelly Bean mm-hmm. so they can get oh. there. And so Jughead and FP just have this wonderful goodbye with hugs and I love you moments. And it, they've just come so far in their father-son relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's a lot. I mean, FP is so, so proud and so fixated on Jughead, you know, going to college, becoming a success. No one in the Jones family has ever drowned in student debt, and he's so excited to see Jughead do, do it. <laughs> I called it, because I said FP was not going to die. Mm-hmm. I said he was going to, like, go take care of Jellybean. I thought maybe because they'd be running from the cops. But I also thought, well, maybe just time with mom. Right. And I right. was right. Um, and so they load up, they strap in. Uh, well, he has his motorcycle yes. with a sidecar with, for Jelly Bean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With, Betty's ridden in the sidecar before. Yes. Archie, I think, has ridden in the sidecar before. Uh, we've seen the sidecar, certainly. We've seen it. It's been a while since we've seen the sidecar much. That's true. Um, but, you know, Jelly Bean's got the helmet on with the crown. Yes, she's borrowing Big Bro's helmet, got a souvenir. Oh, it kills me. Um. Um, but she has also on, um, a Toledo serpent jacket. Yes. And it's very, it's very sweet. Um. And they ride out into the night. Before that, though, Alice has her goodbye. Yes. And it's one of those, you know, moments of, you know, what's this mean for us? And like, is this the end? And well, I don't know, but like for right now. And then she's actually says that she loves him mm-hmm. which like i don't know if that's ever actually happened before i don't at least think not she, a lot i don't think she said that to anyone but her kids yeah uh hal certainly never got it and they have a moment and it's very sweet mm-hmm. mm. and then yes they ride off with Several other serpents that I guess just decided to go to Toledo, too. Bodyguards. Yeah, yeah. Make sure the cops don't get her on the way. Maybe I'm right. And this is the last we see of of F.P. Jones II. Remember when he committed himself to being Serpent King again? And all that meant was he just, like, wore the wallet chain again? I like the wallet chain. Yeah. (laughs) It's good. That, That was a bit of a drop ball this year, or last year. Whatever. Uh, I guess that's why he has serpent bodyguards. That's true. It, it just happened in the background. It never came up. Well, everyone's, you know, doing stuff outside in the parking lot with their families. Uh, Archie rushes to the army recruitment table. And asks if it's too late. Archie, a recruiter will never tell you it's too late. A recruiter will follow you home. He will buy your mother a meal at Olive Garden. He will do anything to get you to sign that paper. When I was in college. Yeah. There was an army recruitment office under a dorm. Mm-hmm. Until 
There were student protests <laughs> to shut that fucker down. It is now a wing stop. Much better use of resources. <laughs> yes. W- wing stop has done more for America than the U.S. military. And wing stop employees are braver than the troops. I will say that you know, on the record. The one time I went to a wing stop was the one time that there was another Elena spelled the same way, mm-hmm. said the same way. We didn't look anything alike, but it was one of those moments where you'd think like, oh my God, I'm seeing me from the future or something. Like, <laughs> timelines have crossed. What is this? And we both just stared at each other like, what the fuck? Well, I mean, I had to wait. I had to wait for more my wings. They weren't done yet. <laughs> they actually took a really long fucking time and I never went back to a wing stop after that. Over at Pops, Veronica uh, is picking up a clean menu. Yes. Unlike the unclean menus. <laughs> <laughs> a little concerned about having those two. Um, but she uh, has a little chat with Pop. Yes. And, you know, he's like, I've been doing this a long time and it's never easy to see you kids go. Mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. to see everyone leave. But Veronica's got a little gift to make it easier. She has signed over a, a full ownership full ownership deed and title of Pop's Chocolate Shop back to Pop Tate, back from whence it came. He finally owns his restaurant again. Like about time. Yeah. He's very moved. He's very thankful. And now uh, Veronica has her turn to have a flashback about uh, her past because... Pops is the first time we saw her, is the first place we saw her. At least the first place we saw her interact with any of the other teens. Yes. And she... so, so we see her come back in with the, the black riding cape and everything. And she uh, talks about how, you know, when she first uh, came to Riverdale, she never imagined that it would be, you know, become her home. Mm-hmm. But when she walked into Pops that day, that's what it felt like. It was home. Yes. She immediately felt like it was home when she stopped at the very first place she stopped, even before the place she would be sleeping. No, she was there for. She went to where she was sleeping first. Okay, okay. That's when, like, I thought they they no, picked up pops on the way in. No, no, because she went. They went there, and that's where they were greeted by Smithers. And Hermione was like, "Smithers, does Pop's chocolate shop still exist?" And she's like, "What the hell's a chocolate shop?" Okay, okay. I remember everything. Apparently, it felt like home as soon as she went to the second place on the first day. Pops okay. felt like home, unlike the five seasons. Unlike, yeah, unlike the Pembroke. The Pembroke, yeah. Uh, why did she need a clean menu? Well, uh, they are doing a time capsule. Mm-hmm. This could not feel more like a show finale. <laughs> it's everything about it. All, all, all the flashbacks, all the moments. All of our A-teens, all of our B-teens are all donating something representative of them and their time in school into a, a, a big blue drinks cooler that they are going to bury as their uh, uh, time capsule. I love that it's a cooler. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Betty has a copy of the Riverdale Register and the blue and gold. Yep, with her on the masthead. Thank you very much. Uh, she also has a bobby pin, just in case. Just... <laughs> which I love. Um, Reggie has a football signed by all the bulldogs. The most Reggie thing. He's giving the future his autograph. <laughs> uh, Veronica has uh, the pops menu and a matchbook uh, from Le Bonnui. Mm-hmm. Kevin has programs from his musicals. Yes! 
and Josie's cat ears. Yes. And he's like, I wish she could be here. I also wish your stepsister could be here. I thought for sure she would make a guest appearance for graduation. If if there was to be a time, uh, it would be, or if there were to be two times, Fred's funeral and graduation would be the two. Yeah, I really thought it would go happen. Um, But I do love that moment. And I love that, Mm -hmm. you know, they had him doing it for that reference and everything. They they were very close even before they were step-siblings, honestly. Yeah. Cheryl has her uh, HBIC, yeah, HBIC shirt. Yes. um, Because she couldn't find a good enough person to pass it on to. Perhaps someone in the year uh, uh, 2095 will be up to scratch. Tony puts in her pretty poison uh, jacket and says, like, yo, it was fun, but, like, her serpent jacket is, like, that's her kind of thing. Like, that's the one she's going to keep on with. I mean, Pretty Poisons is basically just a senior year thing. Yeah. And we haven't seen them in forever. No. Peaches and cream? What happened yeah. to peaches, peaches and cream? Peaches and cream. Um, and then Jughead puts in his hat. Oh, that's that's the most finale fucking thing is he, he leaves the beanie behind. He's not our weirdo without his hat. Yes. He stopped being weird. It's actually more weird that he's not weird, though. It's it's so strange. Because the only time he doesn't have the hat is like an emotional, like, you know, moment with a friend yeah. or Betty. And then, like, he doesn't have it for the rest. And everything else is emotional. So I guess it's appropriate. It, but It's such a moment for him to lose his hat, not in a moment of, like, collapse or breakdown or or mortal peril sometimes it comes off when he's near death but by choice because he is crossing a threshold and starting a new chapter of his life yeah so so let the future see this is what riverdale was in the surely historic year of 2020 (laughs) um I do love Cheryl's snide comment when he takes it off and puts it in and she's just like Finally. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he probably hasn't washed it in a while. I get it, Cheryl. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Um, And Archie's last, and he has a guitar pick mm-hmm. and a hammer from Fred's toolbox. Yes. Yes. There deserves to be a piece of Fred Andrews in Riverdale in perpetuity, forever. Yes. Yes. Um, and so they, you know, drop it in mm-hmm. um, and they bury their time capsule. Uh, and so then later that night, we are we are with Archie and Betty and Jughead and Veronica on the bleachers by the football field, mm-hmm. drinking some beers. And uh, Archie wants them to to make a vow, a vow that one year from now, they will meet back at Pops and they'll do it every year to come. Yeah, the, your last vow didn't work out so good. Your last vow was intercut with flash forwards to dead Jughead. It's a nice idea, but... None of you are going to do that. The the worst part is that Archie proposes this vow knowing full well he's unlikely to be able to complete it. Right! Because his next announcement is that he has indeed uh, uh, enlisted and that he is, is on the bus, shipped off to basic training in the morning. And I'm like, what the fuck's that turnaround? <laughs> you yeah. need to wrap up your affairs, dude. Like, what the hell? Hey, maybe those uh, uh, four Riverdale teens really were boots on the ground at Iojima by by the time. <laughs> like, damn, they move quick. 
Uh, well, they don't want you to change your mind. Yeah, yeah. Ar- Archie really is the ideal recruit, though, from the recruiter's uh, point of view. Yeah, he's killed a lot of people. He's, yeah, he's super fit. He has, you know, skills. He's desensitized to violence. He has, like, no self-esteem. But but yeah, more than that, he's a firm believer in something. He's He definitely wants to do good, but has no broader ideology to tell him what that is or how to do it. Yeah. So uh, he's moldable and really in need, really in need of structure and community because of, yeah, his really low uh, uh, self, self-esteem. Self-worth. Self-evaluation. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's a boy who, who uh, is ideal to take orders. This is what the entire show has been with Archie from the beginning of he's not good enough for Betty. He's mm-hmm, not good enough mm-hmm. for Veronica. He's not like he doesn't. It, it's it's there's a theme there's yeah. a theme y'all if there was a good reason to have a military archie's the kind of person who i think would be best served by it and flourish there while i think he might flourish there it's still a tool of imperialism and and state violence so i i can't get behind you bud even no. so do you want to join some version of the national guard that is only used for like hurricanes and shit because then i got your back coast guard Along the Great yeah. Lakes. Yeah, just... You do a lot of rescuing of partiers. And, and like, science. You do some and water some science, science. Some letting people know, hey, you're now in Canada. You are part of the war on drugs, which isn't great, but it's better than the war on terror, I guess? Like, if you gotta pick a war? <laughs> <laughs> and apparently you do, if you're enlisting in the military. Um, because, so, so he keeps going off about how, like, you know, it's fine. It's no different than me going to the Naval Academy. And Veronica's like, uh, hell, the hell it ain't. It's very different. And and apparently there is a fucking war on in, well, in Riverdale's universe, in their world. Mm -hmm. There is a war. Uh, I mean, the U.S. is part of, what, seven active wars right now? Yeah, like, it's not surprising. They live in the United States. Yeah. But, you know, they don't. Talk about the war. How often do you talk about the war? This is very believable and realistic. That's true. That's true. I guess it just seems like a little, like, jarring. Yes. Like, wait, you guys have one going on too? You got one of those too? (laughs) Because there's a lot of stuff we have in our 2020 that you don't have in yours. So I just want to see. Yes. (laughs) I mean, I know you got your quarantine at a different time than we did, but like... And and it worked. They actually all got better from the seizures. Maybe the real question is, they only have one? (laughs) Maybe that's what I should be more shocked about. How many wars do you have in Riverdale's America? And so, yeah, Veronica's pissed. Uh, She storms off. Betty goes after her. Things did not go as Archie planned. Mm -hmm. I don't really know Mm -hmm. how he planned them to go, because like, dude... Someone was going to be upset. <laughs> Did you tell your mom? Did you tell your mom? Did you? Meanwhile, Cheryl and Tony are having a little sit-downs. Right, because they aren't at the, the bleachers, because they aren't part of our core four, dang it. Um, They're and, on every poster, though. <laughs> and so they are uh, chatting, and uh, Cheryl tells Tony that she is not going to college with mm-hmm. her. She's not going to that college. The college they both got into. This was a big thing in the last, like, few weeks of of season four. It's the, like, private, rich kid, liberal arts school that all of the Blossoms go to Mm. sort of thing. But she got Tony in. It it was a whole thing. Um, And Tony's like, well, is it because they don't have cheerleading? (laughs) Well. In part. (laughs) But no, that's not it. 
what uh, Cheryl needs to do is to fix things. Mm-hmm. She, you know, the Blossom family name conjures horrors. Mm-hmm. And she needs to fix that. She needs to, uh, her plan is to stay in Riverdale. And with all the stuff she owns of the Blossom family now, she's her plan is to lift up the town and rehabilitate the Blossom name. Cheryl, this only seems urgent because you live in murder world. If if you get to a place where we aren't killing 8, 10 people a year, which is a considerable percentage of the population, you'll you'll realize that these things take time, so you have to pace yourself and take your time. You can do it over the phone from your dorm. It's fine. Uh, and Tony is, you know, immediately like, is it because of my Nana? Like, she's coming around. She wants to send us care packages at college. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, in the earlier scene with Nana at school, like, Tony mentioned also my girlfriend. And Nana was not phased. She did not make a face. Yeah. We've we've seen it that There's she is beginning to come around. Yeah. They have a moment of, you know, I love yous, but I don't want you to pick your family over me. And so, for now... Mm-hmm. We're breaking up without saying we're breaking up because don't they, say don't say that to me. Don't do it. They say goodbye without saying goodbye, uh, honoring each other's wish to, to not actually hear the word. Cheryl has done a selfless thing. This is a finale. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of character growth happening. There's a lot of character closure. There's a lot of moments that feel like the end of a multi-year arc. Uh-huh. We are saying goodbye to everyone. We are saying goodbye to this world. This episode deserves to end with, like, a shot of a book closing, and then you see, like, by Jughead Jones. Uh-huh. Exactly. Or by Forsyth Jones III, or whatever his author name would be. It's just so, like, bizarre to me. Mm-hmm. How much it was written as a finale. Mm-hmm. I'm calling it, like, from next week's episode on, the show is called Riverdale 2. It's not Riverdale anymore. It's the sequel to Riverdale. This is the end of Riverdale. We are a Riverdale sequel podcast. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's what I feel, like. I feel like that's how we have to really approach it. Yes. Is that this is a spinoff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The show's going to become its own spinoff. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it just can't. It's, <laughs> it, we have, we are ending the show right now. <laughs> Back at the Cooper Jones household. Betty and Jughead are there in the mm-hmm. room. And uh, Betty is filling Jughead in that, you know, Veronica is just upset and hurt and confused and all this stuff. Um, and Jughead brings up the fact, like, wow, don't you think it's crazy that, like, she didn't know? But, you know, they've been weird since, like, prom. Like, something must have happened between them. And the face that Betty makes. Uh, um... The face. She's so good at this. Lily Reinhardt is so good at faces and yes. hands. She's so good at faces and hands, and I haven't said it for... I haven't said it enough. Um, And so Betty finally comes clean mm-hmm. about the kiss. And the weird thing is that Jughead is noticing this distance between uh, uh, Archie and Veronica, even though... They talked about uh, uh, the possibility of enlisting after having sex two days ago. <laughs> so he's, he's seeing a division that they don't even really have. <laughs> They're so bad at being broken up. She she is crying and apologizing and, and letting him know that they, they kissed once and, you know, Archie must have told her. Mm-hmm. Um, She's freaking out. She's sure this is the end. All she can do is to reach out desperately to to kiss the boy that she loves 
that she feels such terrible guilt for for wronging and and, and for participating in a cover up at that. Oh my goodness! And and she you know kisses him, but he doesn't kiss her back. No, at first. Until the second kiss, and he does. And then they just full-on make out and are tearing their clothes off. Maybe she should kiss other guys more often. Damn! Seems to do it for the boy. I feel like we are hiding our true emotions. (laughs) We are not dealing with them. If our mouths are busy, we don't have to talk. Yes. Uh, So the next morning, um, Jughead, you know, they're getting ready and Jughead's like, okay, I gotta go get Archie to see him off to the bus. Mm -hmm. And Betty's going off to comfort Veronica. And he's like, hey, when we get back, we should talk Mm -hmm. about stuff and they go off on their ways <laughs> and so Jughead goes next door and picks up Archie Vegas he was saying goodbye to his puppy Vegas! his puppy and his mom seems totally fine with him just joining the army to go fight in a war uh she was fine with him joining the navy to study to how to fight in a war yes but I feel <laughs> like that that's a little easier I feel like to process because he's going to be in school. I feel like of the big four armed forces, joining the Navy in the 21st century is the one least likely to get you in what you would consider actual fighting fighting. Yes. Because we... We don't do a lot of battling on the water nowadays. Yeah. Nobody the, the United States picks fights with has a Navy in order to fight with our Navy. It's definitely the chiller option. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The the easier to process one than I'm gonna be in the army. Like you're you're gonna fucked. do all of your war doing long distance and vi- via logistics. Yes. Ra- rather than boots on the ground, so to speak. I know someone boots on when the when I was boots, uh, boots on the boat in high school who joined the navy. Mm-hmm. They were gonna work on a submarine. Ah. And then they found out that they're claustrophobic. Long, hard, and full of semen. But yeah, that's a that's a shitty way to find out that you have issues with small spaces is to enlist and go be on a submarine. <laughs> they didn't last very long in that. Archie says his goodbye to Mary mm-hmm. and Vegas. Um, and he does the last like look back at the house. Yeah. Because I, I want to think Fred built that house or maybe grandpa built the house. I feel like maybe it was like a grandpa thing, actually. Yeah, I bet you're right. I bet grandpa built that house. I feel like that was a thing. And so Betty goes to Veronica, and when she sees her, she's like, you know, I there's something I have to apologize for. And Veronica's like, I know, but I'm not mad at you. I can't be. I'm too fucking sad. I'm too upset to be mad is so relatable. It's so teenage. Uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But, like, I love the episode we get maybe two per year uh, when... We had just let the teens talk and be friends. Yeah. And, and you know, this one is very much that. And even if, in like in this case, uh, they're, they're talking and being friends about very sad things. Yeah. And very bad times. It's, it's my favorite kind of episode Riverdale does. It's so good to see them come together and support each other mm-hmm, mm-hmm. over whatever. They're, they're so busy so often just doing nonsense uh, uh, mystery shit yeah. that it, it's easy to forget their friends. Like, why are they pretending they're friends? They never do anything together but, but run when, for their lives. But then when we get it. But then so when we good. get it, 
It's so good. And it continues because Jughead is with Archie on the this bench on this secluded road, which is apparently where the army bus picks up people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and Archie's like, you know, Jug, I gotta tell you something. He's like, I know it's okay. I know you didn't do it to hurt me or Veronica. It's okay. Mm-hmm. And they just, it's again, one of those moments of where like they're... Just a weird little note that like he's not upset in part because they didn't do it to intentionally hurt Veronica. Yeah. The idea that Jughead cares about Veronica, yeah. a member of his friend group that he's had the least like one-on-one contact with. Yeah. But he still cares that much. Yeah. Uh <laughs> And he talks about how like, you know, maybe this is good, a little little high school angst. Mm-hmm. You know, something of the normal, normal variety. The, yeah, yeah. The normal variety, a normal thing. And just keeps going on about how like we're okay. If he's ditched that hat, okay. though, if he's done with the hat, he's gonna need he's gonna need to get his haircut a little more regularly. Yeah, he's he's lost. He's becoming cousin it without it. <laughs> it is like the longer edge of what it's been, and it's just like so voluminous because he doesn't have the hat. Talk to your girlfriend for as long as she's still your girlfriend for some bobby pin tips. But yes, they have they have a moment, and back with Veronica and Betty. Veronica's just. Um, it's talking about how she just wishes she would have said goodbye, that she would have hugged him one last time. And Betty's like, so let's do that. Let's Hell go. Hell yeah. Let's go. And so they- Saddle up, bitch. We're gone. They grab Archie's jalopy. Yes. And take off. And they get to the, the bus stop and they just find Jughead. And we find out that Archie was picked up just a couple minutes ago. Mm-hmm. And so he hops in and they tear it down the road. Again, the most finale fucking moment out of all of these finale fucking moments, we get one last section of uh, of flashbacks, and it's all the happy moments of all four. It's them riding in the jalopy together down to the swimming hole. It, it's them sharing milkshakes at Pops. It, it's it's all- them seeing each other as, like, you know, Archie and Jughead come into Pops while Veronica and Betty are sitting there and that, like, turn and that smile. And yes! The first time the core four sit down at Pops together. Mm-hmm. And all those moments, um... And and all these flashes are happening as um, they they rush up to the bus as Archie was just looking at a picture of him and Fred at Pops. Mm-hmm. And he looks out and they're just like waving and smiling and like Veronica's blowing kisses at him. And this is <laughs> this is the moment where I had tears in my eyes. And yes. I'm like, if it cut to black right now and we never heard another thing about Riverdale, perfect I would- Perfect show. Perfect ending. Perfect. Greatest ending of all time. Beautiful. I could die and be happy. This was like the perfect ending. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have two ways to improve it. Hmm. <laughs> Number one, uh, instead of just going alongside and cheering, they're flashing. All three of them. No. Okay. Okay. You don't like that? Number two- Fast and Furious. <laughs> they break him out. They break him out of the army. They flip the bus. They pick him up. They're like, we're going to Mexico, bitch. Let's go. Yes. Okay. I'm fine with that. That can be the alternative option to this ending. My okay. God. I love it. Okay. I, I guess the actual breakout was technically the beginning of Fast Five, not the close of Fast and Furious. But it was clear what was going to happen at the end of Fast and Furious. Yeah. We all know. But seriously, like, 
the most perfect end. Yes. Could have just been in this moment of pure joy Mm -hmm. of them seeing their friends. Yeah, yeah. Being friends, being together, and having that that one last moment of earned, I would say, earned happiness and, and camaraderie. When all of them know it's going to end because high school is over, we are all going to move on, but let us revel in this is this moment right now. Yes. Well, and it's such like a beautiful thing, too, of change is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And we know that change will happen. But also at the same time, like, it won't be the same, but we are we still have this friendship. We still have these memories. Yes, we still yes. have this moment. Hold on to that last moment of innocence, yeah. going back to the valedictory address. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Themes, themes. It's just, just right there. Stop. But no, we can't stop. We, we must stop. keep going. You know what does stop? The bus. Archie goes up to the bus driver, stops the bus, and this is how we lose the war. We're, we're interrupting the pipeline. We, we can't uh, uh, get anything where it's going. If, if these recruits, not, not even uh, uh, in the military proper yet, are able to give orders... Total breakdown in, in uh, uh, discipline. Uh, so I guess this army bus driver is a real softy because uh, he allows Archie to get out and, you know, he has a moment with Veronica. He gives another goodbye to uh, Betty mm-hmm. and to Jughead. And, with, and I do love this because he's like, see you later, bro. And like, don't bro me. Don't bro and me. And it goes back, though, to the, the pilot where it's like, are we going to, like, bro it out? Bro fist. The bro fist, yes. I think that was the third episode, but it was very early. Very early. Very early. Very early on. I think it was the third episode because it was after, like, Grundy and stuff was found out by Jughead. Yes. So they get their moments for these last goodbyes and he gets back on the bus and there is some really fucking dramatic music as the we watch the bus drive away. Like the most epic dramatic music that's ever been used on this show. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's very intense. And so then we go to uh, Cheryl wheeling Nana Blossom to the gates of Thornhill uh, of where it used to stand. Because yes. remember when she, uh, you know... Burned it down in her youth. Yeah, she says she she will rebuild Thorndale from when she burned it down in her youth. Her youth was two years ago. That a lot was... of shit's happened. <laughs> like two and a half. Sure, you got me. But come on. She couldn't drive then. She can drive now. It's fine. <laughs> Archie sure couldn't drive. Remember that? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, so then... Jughead's voiceover starts again about how once Archie left, the glue that held the group together dissolved. And first it was with- You know how glue dissolves? Sure, why not? Uh, You can dissolve super glue with nail polish remover. If only they knew that in Barry. Oh, wait, no, he went into- He went, he was like, get nail polish remover. (laughs) That's right, that's right. Or like, that's what they said, like, that's what you need to get. That episode's so good. (laughs) (laughs) That episode's so fucking crazy. Um, Veronica's the first to leave. Mm-hmm. Uh, she decides that she's going to go spend, uh, the summer in the Hamptons with her mom and Andy Cohen. <laughs> I love, I love this shot, uh, which leads into a sequence of shots. Uh, while we're talking about the group falling apart, everyone is filmed very separately. Yes. Like Veronica is presumably talking to Betty and Jughead across the the, uh, table at Pops, but instead of the side on and and showing everyone together. You just see her. Yeah. 
we only see her. We, we don't even see like the back of Betty's shoulder in, in the way they usually film reverse shot conversations. Well, and then it moves on to, you know, Jughead talks about how the distance grew between him and Betty and that they never talked about what happened. Mm-hmm. And it's shots of them in the bed, not cuddling each other on separate ends. On the sofa, on separate ends. As far apart as possible on this couch. Uh, Each one looking down at what they're reading. Yes. Not talking. Not having that conversation they said they would. That's when uh, Betty announces that she is going to go to New Haven early. Mm -hmm. Do a road trip with her mom before she gets dropped off. And Jughead's like, yeah, that sounds fun. You you deserve it. Good for you. Where he will be left alone in this house. Uh Uh-huh. Um, and but he's not there for long. Well, and they, they have a little moment, too, where, like, well, what's going to happen? I'll always love you. Mm-hmm. I love you, too. That's uh, not a plan. That's, that's not, not a commitment. That's not talking about anything, you guys. Uh, because they both know the answer to what's going to happen. <laughs> yep. Um, but, yeah, so they they leave him, and he's like, you know... The Cooper household alone is kind of weird. So I'm going to move next door into Archie's empty house because apparently Mary's moved as well. And has put the house on the market. Like this place is vacant. It is cleared Um, out. So he moves there, but then the electricity is cut and then the gas and the hot water. So he (laughs) moves to the sex hole. Uh, I'm sorry. Everyone's moved on. There's no one left. It is now the masturbation hole. (laughs) I bet it is. I mean, yeah, obviously. <laughs> but that is now his home, and yeah, he uh, stays there until August. He's squatting in an abandoned place, just like old times. Like, Mary can't be trying to sell this place too hard. You need to have, like, lights on for an open house. All I can think is, hey, FP, why couldn't he go to Toledo with you for a while? Just for a little while. He promises to go to Iowa from Toledo. It's, it's a, on the way. It's quicker. It's on the way. You could all ride out there as a family. You can stop at a Fazoli's. Yeah. There's probably some of those still on the turnpike. Yeah, right in the middle of the drive, he's going to hit Culver's Country. Culver's Country. And that's going to go real smooth. Yeah. When uh, it was uh, time to, you know, move to college, he, yes. he talks about how it was time for uh, him to go where no Jones man has gone before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one's co- gone college. Uh, and he, he goes to Pops for one last burger. Take Pop Tate to Iowa. <laughs> right? Come on. Start a franchise, Pop. You can do it. Uh, and so he eats his burger, says his goodbye to Pops, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and heads off into his future and, and walks out the door. Archie promised to write from, from a, a boot camp, but he forgot he's illiterate. So it didn't work out too well. Uh, and so then we go to one year later. Before we go to one year later, I really want to know what Alice saw when she came back home. <laughs> Just a mailbox stuffed and, and spilling out. Yeah, like, did he tell anyone? Like, hey, I moved out. The sink started leaking. No one was around to notice. It's <laughs> a good question. <laughs> There's raccoons in the attic. Like, what the fuck, Jughead? <laughs> Um, and so, uh, it flashes to, to one year later. Yes. At Pops. And Jughead is the only one in the booth. And Pops comes by and is like, hey, you want some more coffee? He's like, no, no, I'm good. I should keep going. Or I should get going. And Pops apologizes. He's like, hey, you know. 
they're all just busy. They're busy. It's fine. And I'm like, no, it's not fine. It's not. They're fuckers. But we, I, all, we all made a vow. We there made was a vow. vow. Though I'm kind of like, maybe y'all should have texted about that vow. Yeah. Like, hey guys, we're gonna meet up. Do we know what time we're gonna show up on a Tuesday? Or seven mm-hmm, o'clock? Mm-hmm. Well, they all texted each other uh, to work out a time and place because, you know, pops didn't work for somebody. And Jughead is just going by memory and believing in friend magic. Yeah. Also, he's off the grid, so he doesn't have a number they can text. But it is, like, sad Mm -hmm. because he's the only one that shows up. While the other three are somewhere in Culver's country. Yep. Uh, and so as he, he gets up to leave, the door opens and he's like one of those moments of like, oh, is that them? <gasps> no, it's just current high school students who look, are wearing a Leatherman jacket and Betty clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so not, not quite it. And as he walks out the door, voiceover says it would be six years before he saw them again and they'd all be different people. But that was another mystery to solve. With new crises and new mysteries for another day. Mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier how this episode feels like it is an end of a lot of multi-year arcs. Mm-hmm. And like this Jughead ending is one of those. The loner who wasn't even friends with his own best friend at the beginning yeah. of the show is the one dedicated to this vow, to this friend group, to these connections. The most dedicated to his friends. Even though he was the least outwardly dedicated to them, at least aside from uh, uh, Betty, when they were in their height, at, at their best. Mm-hmm. But he still cared just as much. He just didn't say it with his words as much. And again, he is left alone exactly where he started when the show started in a booth at Pops. Drinking coffee alone. But not because he wants to be, because he doesn't want to be alone. Oh, oh, it kills me. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and Cheryl, now the one, the most civic-minded, the one most dedicated to the town as an institution... Uh, a position we thought Archie might be filling as with uh, Andrew's construction or with the El Royale. Instead, he's moved on to vague notions of duty and country. Like th- this, uh, this is very reminiscent to Archie's uh, enlisting in Archie 1941, actually, mm-hmm. uh, where he just joined up because he didn't know what else to do. Although it made a little more sense because there was a very new, uh, very patriotic uh, uh, war on and and enlistment drive on. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, Archie's going to Archie no matter what. (laughs) For as much of how that would be like that ending that we talked about would be the perfect ending. Mm -hmm. Even if this was the ending, Mm -hmm. if they were just like. This is where it ends of Jughead being alone. That would be soul crushing. It would be a fucking downer. Yeah, just take out the lines about six more years. Yeah, if it's just him leaving Pops. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That'd be awful. It'd be awful, but it'd still be great. I would still be calling it a brilliant ending to Riverdale. Yes, because it's... Next week, Riverdale (laughs) 2. It's just so weird, I feel like, after this episode to continue the story. Yes. Yes. And this was something like all along that I was like, I don't know how this will work after high school. <laughs> I mean, it, and I just really don't get it. It gives me hope because it uh, is an episode that looks as high school as a thing that ended yeah. as a thing we've all moved on from. Yes. And so I think that Riverdale 2 has the capacity 
uh, if it picks up on that, if it continues that, to build its own identity, to have its own dynamics that that uh, it, it develops and grows with. Yeah. Well, and that would be the important thing is that if we if they can leave that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it is a spinoff with potential. It is not Riverdale. No. <laughs> it's 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 so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The feels. I love this episode. I it's love, so good. It is. I mean, it might be the best example of my favorite kind of Riverdale episode. The emotional, just being friends and talking kind. And everyone getting moments. Everyone gets moments. I mean, it's... Some could have more, but everyone gets moments. Roberto does them. Uh, uh, Britta London used to do them when she was still uh, in the writer's room. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of other people do this style of episode. No. Because it's too, it's too focused on the action. Yes. Everything else is the action, the mystery, the crime, the murder. Mm-hmm. The sex. What weird shit can we do? And, like, I love answering oh, the question, weird what weird shit can we do? Yeah. It's just, you need to break it up. But I really, yeah, I really appreciate when that's not on the menu for a week. Yeah. What I had talked about, like, last week that I was looking forward to is the fact that this episode was so focused. Yes. We knew because it was called graduation, and that's what the point, <laughs> like, it, we weren't going to be rushing to the next day. Like, it yeah. wasn't going to be... Yeah. F- Two weeks in an episode. Mm-hmm. We're just rushing off to boot camp. Yeah, that's a little crazy. <laughs> but it's still like it takes place over three days. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I really appreciate when shows take the time. Something we talked about before is that shows feel like they have to move so fast. Yes. And it's like, no, you can take as much freaking time with that as you want. I am invested. I will watch. I'm not going to, like, go do something else because you're taking too long with a scene. <laughs> Quite frankly, that's what we all want. That's why people write fan fiction. Yes, yes. Like, We're like screaming we've, for it. Like we've discussed, like, the, the show tantalizes with the potential for things it doesn't always deliver. Mm-hmm. And I think that leads to a very active fan base. Yes what they're doing on purpose isn't it (laughs) fuckers there there is a chance for conspiratorial thinking there yes for sure for sure that that's what it is it is time to talk about predictions Mm -hmm. uh what do you think will happen as we uh begin riverdale 2 the sequel to riverdale well everyone's gonna be about 24 years old (laughs) (laughs) played by people who are now about 26 years old you gotta remember, they aged a year when they weren't filming the show. Yeah, well, okay, let's, let's, let's see. Uh, Cole Sprouse, 28. And he's the oldest of them. Uh, no, because, uh, Ashley Murph, right, she is right. not. She, she was always the oldest. Lily Reinhardt will be 24, playing 24. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, KJ Apa will be 23. There you go. Um. So now no one can complain. <laughs> No one can say shit anymore about these people being so much older than their characters. Yeah. And I think everyone else is, like, around there. Because, like, KJ yeah. was the youngest and Cole Sprouse was, I think, the the next oldest. Mm-hmm. Casey Cott is older, too, I think. Uh, Casey Cott will be 28 playing 24. Okay. Yeah. I was like, he was also one of the older ones. Yeah. Yeah. So a little more appropriate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, well, be- because this episode, at least the second half of it, focused so much on 
certain characters' next steps. Uh-huh. Uh, all of my predictions are in the form of other characters' next steps. Oh, the ones we didn't know about. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so on that line, because I'm kind of like, yeah, I saw the trailer, I also, like, know what people are doing. Sheriff Keller is, like, sheriffing so hard. Yeah, you think he's cleaned up the he town? He has cleaned up the town. He's got all his ducks in a row. <laughs> Uh, I like the idea of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he. I think he has turned it. Ooh, what if he's like turned it around and like he and Cheryl are like besties mm-hmm, as she's mm-hmm. doing all her like humanitarian work for the town, <laughs> um, and they just have like a really good working relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him as the sheriff and her as a civic leader and and major employer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be fun. That would actually that would be, be fun. really. Great. I I would love her just like doing savage insults on all of his fashion sense and him taking it in strides like, oh, we just have fun here as as he drinks from his world's greatest sheriff mug. <laughs> uh, that or like he he he's wearing something or has like a new haircut and like Kevin comes home and is like, Dad, what's with the new look? Oh, Cheryl suggested it. She thought <laughs> she thought it would make me look hot or something like a new hot dad. Dad, Dad, Cheryl was pranking you. This is a joke. You're wearing later hosen, Dad. <laughs> no, I'm thinking he gets like the haircut that everyone has right now where it's like the the fade. Yeah. The buzz fade. Yeah. Yeah. I think Tony, after she, she graduates from her, her private liberal arts school, is now a, a, an internet journalist. Um, the The only question is whether she works for Riverdale's version of Gawker or Riverdale's version of an ex-Gawker vertical. Oh, okay. I, I don't know if uh, the, the Hulk Hogan lawsuit existed in the world of Riverdale. I'm going to go with Tony is in charge of the Riverdale Serpents. But they're now like one of those biker gangs that raises money for charity, like for cancer ah, kids and okay. stuff. T- Tony is Serpent Queen and, and loving it. Yes. Okay. And, and they do a lot of like charity. But they're basically the Rotary Club. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is maybe what brings her and Cheryl back together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I had that Sweet Pea and Fangs are co-serpent kings. Oh! And that there are no other serpents. They're the only ones. Okay, I actually kind of love that. <laughs> and the only reason why they are the co-serpent kings and they're allowed to like still exist in Riverdale is because Fangs is still dating Kevin. And, or like he's married to Kevin and yes. his father-in-law the sheriff allows the two of them to exist. Because they don't do crimes. They just like fist pump and and like wear jackets together. Yes. They're they're the ones that um you know around the holidays like collect money for charity and dress up as Santa and mm-hmm. do all those things. Yeah. But Santa in a leather jacket that's the Southside Serpents yes. on it. Yeah, Obviously. of course, because Santa is cool. I think Archie is going to continue to to stay in the military, and yes. his commanding officer will be Moose. That's right. Moose is still alive, M- isn't he? Moose is still alive. He he went off and enlisted as well. Remember, <gasps> Moose was in ROTC for a while. Well, yeah. Was, yeah. That was. So he, but, so Moose's officer track and Archie is just enlisting as, as oh, you know. Will Moose come back? I th- maybe, maybe. That'd be interesting. I would like to see Archie take Moose's orders. Yeah. Well, 
I don't think we'll see FP because he didn't sign on for the next season. <laughs> uh, you know, he was just a guest appearance. All right. So next week, uh, we are coming back with a, a season five proper season five scripts written for season five with Purgatorio. Uh, Purgatorio uh, is the name of several films. Would you be surprised to learn that they are all in the horror genre? Ooh. But they're, they're probably doing that to, to get away with naming it for, of course, uh, Dante's great work, uh, one third of, you know, the whole cycle and whatnot. Okay, I'm looking ahead at our little cheat sheet here that lists episode names and episode seven, Fire in the Sky. It's the meteor that Jughead mentions when he's like, unless a meteor hits Riverdale, like, I don't know how we're going to survive. Like, you know, <laughs> this town is going to always get us. Fire in the sky. I'm calling it. Meteor. All right. All right. Yep. That's foreshadowing, baby. Aliens. So that that is what we have coming at us down the pipe. It's, it's another Roberto episode. Like, uh... Finales and premieres, even faux finales. And this is totally another premieres. premiere. This yeah. is totally another one because new season. Uh, um, and in the trailer, we see Archie fighting the football war. Yeah, so he's on like a battlefield that's a football field. This this trailer, because it's fucking wild, because people who don't pay much attention to Riverdale didn't know until this trailer dropped that uh, uh, there was going to be a time skip. Yeah. And the idea of Archie time skip apparently blows people's minds. Apparently. <laughs> Especially the idea of, yeah, Archie in fatigues and a helmet and a gun rushing uh, uh, down and you can clearly see football uprights. Yeah. I'm predicting this is some sort of demonstration because later in the trailer, he's also wearing an, a Riverdale Rotsy t-shirt. Like, come on. It could be that. I also think that it could be like a weird dream sequence. Could be a dream sequence. Because something else that happens in the trailer. The epic highs, etc. So two other things that happen in the trailer with him is he's also like in a bed and they're like, you're going home, kid. Mm-hmm. And, and then mm-hmm, mm-hmm, he's also mm-hmm. like sitting, it looks like in a diner or something later uh, at the end of the trailer and is like, wow, we have a lot to catch up on. So I feel like he... Could have gone to war and gotten injured and been sent home. And then he becomes like, yeah, the ROTC person. Mo- Moose's dad, Moose. but less homophobic. Yes. Yeah. And um, I feel when, like. Remember when Moose's dad was so homophobic, he pretended to be the world's most wanted serial killer? Yes. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> but I feel like, okay, so then he starts working at the school. Maybe mm-hmm, he also mm-hmm. does football, and then he gets, like, weird, like, PTSD football war flashbacks? Yeah, yeah. I mean, football... People talk about football with war metaphors all the time. Yeah. It's kind of messed up, but not as messed up as when people use football metaphors to describe war, if you ask me. So that's why I think it could be more of a dream sequence than, like, okay. some weird reenactment of our own, Like, let's blow up the football field and pretend like we're in a war. Like, what? So we're both on the same page that this isn't some sort of Red Dawn situation. <laughs> no. And Archie is fighting a war to expel the, the Red Menace from the football fields of suburban America. No. Okay. Uh, Jughead is a professional writer, and he's very angry about it. Yes. He's throwing pages everywhere. He hates being sure. a writer. Writing sucks. Uh, uh, Veronica's married to, to Chadwick. Chadwick, who sucks ass. I can tell. He's you, such a potato. You see him for a quarter of a second, and I hate this guy already. Chadwick can blow me. Fuck you, Chadwick. 
Uh, and, and Betty is an FBI agent. Specifically working on the X-Files. <laughs> yes. Some sort of melting man has thrown her in a hole. Uh, and uh, she has apparently survived severe traumas. Yeah. And is talking to a... A therapist who is a, an actor, a, a character actress who we both recognize. Yes. But not enough to remember what she's been in or no. her name. And so I spent... I spent more time trying to look up next week's casting in advance to find this woman's name than I spent trying to, to see if those four uh, army ghosts in the photograph were, were call-outs to anything. Next week. We'll ne- know next next week, week, we will identify this, uh, uh, like, this I know character you. actor. I know you. I, I'm assuming she's having a psych evaluation like Olivia often did on Fringe. Well... She got real fucked up on Fringe. Well, Betty is probably getting real fucked up here, too. Probably getting real fucked up. I'm trying to think about what would bring them all back to Riverdale. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My thought is, is that maybe it has something to do with Betty and this serial killer melty man mm-hmm, kicked mm-hmm. out of the FBI thing. Yeah, or, or Archie being discharged, if that's what it is. I thought I, I that, like, but I feel like time is going to, like, I feel like there's going to be some weird, like, time passing of him, like, he's not going to show up at Riverdale and suddenly get the job. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it could. It's could. Riverdale. But. Uh, I think, broadly speaking, I'm going to speak, I'm going to speak broadly enough that if this comes true, I don't think it even counts as a correct prediction. Something bad is going to befall one of these four. Probably Betty, maybe Archie. The other two are less likely, from the trailer at least. Uh, that's going to bring them all back to, to finally, you know, honor their pact in a time of great need. Okay, so I saw... And then mystery will ensue. I saw a picture online, because mm-hmm. I very tried to avoid spoilers, but, like, all over the place, images from stuff. And there was one that, like, I don't think it was in the trailer, mm-hmm. but it looked like a, like, memorial photo of someone Ooh. in a Letterman jacket. Do you think they're going to kill Reggie? I do! I think they're going to kill Reggie, and I think maybe they're all coming back for Reggie's funeral. <laughs> I like I. It was a blurry shot, and I was like, oh my god, is, did they, do they kill Reggie? Is that what this is? <laughs> so that is my prediction of what brings them back, is they all come back for Reggie's funeral. <laughs> I hope you're right, and I hope you're wrong, because I, I need him. to see... I need to see... What if Reggie is perfectly, like, uh, uh, well-adjusted, and he's just a calm man in hornroom glasses running the, the family-used car lot, but, like, nobody's getting cheated anymore? And <laughs> Yeah, like, he's, like, a cool guy who adopts, like, shelter animals and does his job and, like, cooks yeah. on the weekend. I want Reggie to have gone vegetarian. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I want, I want him to be really into yoga. I want cottagecore Reginald. <laughs> he goes by Reginald now. Oh my god. That's why I don't want him to die. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like it. he could. Thank you all for joining us in the, the final episode of Sex Archie 1. <laughs> uh. <laughs> we need new art. We need a new art icon for season two. Maybe. I mean, we got a new song. Yeah. Maybe. The hat's gone! The hat is gone! (laughs) What do we become? 
All right, I tweeted out uh, asking for uh, uh, people if they, they want to uh, be commissioned to, to make a new channel image for us. And if you're listening to this, feel free to get in touch. At sex underscore Archie on Twitter. Even if you're not an artist looking to uh, uh, make a new channel image for us as we move into a brand new era of Riverdale and therefore a new era of sex, Archie, uh, it's a great place to, to follow and, and join the conversation al- along with us as we go into this brave new world of the future. This is a science fiction show now. Yes. They explicitly set this in 2020, and now it is explicitly set in 2027. Oh my god. <laughs> well, by 2027, we'll have caught up. They'll they'll be doing three seasons to one in-story year. Yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll catch up. We'll yeah, catch up. we'll get there. You can also, uh, you know, leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to us. Very useful. Very helpful. You can tell your friends. Go tell your friends. Like we said last week or the week before, every once in a while, something about this show breaks into wider discourse. Everyone goes, oh, and this episode, or rather the trailer for the next episode, (laughs) is certainly one of those moments. This is a time when uh, word of mouth is... When, when word of mouth is even more powerful than usual, because it is uh, when everybody is talking about this show. More than usual, at least. Uh, and I'd like to thank the people who I saw uh, striking while that iron is hot. I see you. I know what's up. Yeah. The ones of you that actually tag the show uh, one way or another, actually, at least. Thank you. You're very kind. <laughs> we appreciate you very much. it. <laughs> so with that, I'm Elena. I'm Grant. And from us here at Sex Archie, it felt like home. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, Riverdale 1.